Hello and welcome to a field trip. In fact, this is the inaugural episode of the field trip series of actual play podcasts for the RPG Academy. In this first field trip, our DM is Rocky, best known as Laughing Joker on Twitter and the DM of our Dragon Moon 5th edition series of actual play podcasts. He takes our cast of characters, which includes myself, playing a fire genasi named Valshan, Michael F., or Michael, is playing a water genasi named Saltaba, and then Jared is playing an earth genasi named Bantor. We were supposed to have a fourth member, an air genasi, but that didn't quite work out. So anyway, Rocky uses the Princes of the Apocalypse module, and we do the first part, which is the City of Red Larch. Uh, so for this adventure, it is a one-shot, it is self-contained, though the ending, I'll admit, is, is a bit rushed to get that in. Uh, but you have a lot of cool little funny character moments in between, at least I hope you think so, as we explore Red Larch and some of the mystery that surrounds it. So obviously, if you have not played the Princes of the Apocalypse module and you are considering it, then please be advised, spoiler warning, there will be some of that material covered here. So as always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this first episode of The Field Trip, Field Trip to Red Larch, episode number one. Tonight, there's trouble in the Desarin Valley. So we, I will be running the Princess of the Apocalypse adventure, and we're just going to run the beginning of it, and so we'll introduce the characters who will be playing. Okay, this is uh, Jared. I will be playing a Earth Genasi druid by the name of Bontor Mudleaf. He is a uh, kind of going to be played a little differently than your normal uh, Earth Elemental. He's a little conflicted, confused about how normal just humanoids act uh he was literally raised by wolves in the forest and so i'm not quite 100 percent sure how i'm going to play him but we'll find out as the game goes on uh and this is uh michael not the uh the michael that you all know and love i am michael f or uh michael with a question mark at the end i am playing a water ganache sailor cleric of saloon uh, which is a cleric of light. He was uh, he was raised by Sahagwin, so a kind of a vicious past. And then uh, his his family wanted to uh, to destroy some some uh, clerics of Salunite on a ship, and uh, they uh, he he wouldn't stand for it, so he he stopped them how he knew how, and we'll leave that as a mystery. But the the clerics took him in after that and uh, taught him taught him their ways. And I am the Michael that you know and love, and I will be playing a fire genasi named Valshan, and I am a reformed criminal. I, uh, I was doing bad things, and uh, my band of brigands attacked a cleric who promptly whipped us pretty hard. It actually ended up killing some of my compatriots. I survived, and on the way back to take me in for basically you know trial, he and I sort of became friends, and um, he died, much like Curly in uh, the uh, City of Slickers movie. And uh, I have reformed myself. I have a book that he kept, which is a book of prayers, and I keep it as a reminder of, uh, of the kindness that he showed me. So the first place we're going to start out is a town called Red Larch. So basically, all of you guys are playing as Genesi or Genasi. I'm just going to call them Genasi. So you guys, uh, all of you have some kind of attunement to elements. Although they're different elements, you guys have some attunement to them. And it basically pulled you guys together. Like you felt drawn to a certain place. And you guys ended up meeting up at northwest of what would be Womford on the west side of the river 
you guys met up, and one of your friends, who's an Air Genasi, did not show. You guys spoke to a couple people in uh, Walmford, along the river. You guys basically discovered that a lot of the people believe that the answers lie in Red Larch. So some of you have your own different hooks and stuff of why you want to go to Red Larch, but overall the general thing is you're, you're kind of looking for your friend as well as trying to get to the bottom of what's causing this disruption in the different elements. You guys travel there, no issues. Red Larch is a town on the long road. It's a few days travel north of Waterdeep and a few days travel south of Tribor. It's a way stop for caravans coming to and from the cities of the north uh, with an inn named the Swinging Sword, a tavern called the Helm of High Sun, and many craftspeople who cater to travelers. Kind of outside, like before you get to Red Larch, there's lots of like rolling hills and fields and on your way here it was kind of raining a little bit, which Saltalba maybe enjoyed. Very much so. Get here almost coming on darkness. So the sun has just went down and you guys have just arrived in Red Larch on your third day of travel. So that's where we're going to start. You had mentioned before that there was a um, sort of a, a, an elemental fracture, like there was this strange elemental things that are occurring. Have we continued to feel those? Have they gotten stronger as we've gotten closer? Has it been a while since we've felt that? Something is different about the rain. It almost feels like it's starting to settle more as you go to Red Larch, as if you're doing the right thing, like you're, like it's almost like you're being guided towards Red Larch, because when you start, if you turned, like if you were to turn away and start to walk the other way, you would start to feel the, almost as if like the world's not aligned right, or like kind of feel ill omens or something like that. Almost like there's no box text to deal with that. Okay, where do you want to go to Womford, or do you want to go to uh, wherever you guys want to go? No, so, Womford's for squares. Yeah. That's right. Red Larch is where it's at. Okay. So you guys know that the only there's only one inn in Red Larch, and it's called the Swinging Sword. Okay. And then across from the Swinging Sword is the Helm of High Sun, which is a like the the main tavern that exists in Red Larch. I can't read, so I imagine I see a picture of a Swinging Sword, and that's how I know it. It's about a six-foot-long wooden scimitar with red lettering that you can't read okay. but <laughs> this must be a place they're clearly compensating for something yeah <laughs> let's meet him first you'll see me outside scratching my head trying to figure out the sign yeah they'll be like yeah this i think this is the place that we should be um there is uh i'll be uh, i'll be trying to do an accent we'll see how how it goes but i'll be like uh, yeah this uh this seems to be the right place um we can either go here or the, should we stop for a, a beverage for ourselves well, brother, I think we should look for Averyan first. If he is to be somewhere, then uh, perhaps it is at Tavern. We all know Averyan. We yeah. should certainly check there, but also the inn. He may have procured a room for us if he arrived before us, as we expect. Of, of course. Then, I do not uh, our brethren. Yes, uh, does, he have, uh, does he have residence here? No. Okay, well then he, he would... He, uh, but he did not meet us upon the road, so I'm yeah. assuming that he's uh, gone on before. Our uh, compatriots must be at the inn. Just from what you know of his background, you know that he used to... He's always a bit He used to be at the, what's called the... Bearhead. I think it's yeah. Feathertop Spire. He's full of it. He used to work there and stuff, and it's kind of like a prissy place where a bunch of Waterdeep nobles and Neverwinter... Like, a bunch of nobles go there, and they kind of think they're this high society thing. But... Uh, he never quite fit in there. But he never fit in, and so he left, and so he's kind of traveling like you guys. But... There's a good chance. Maybe he's here. I don't know. You're going to have to... Okay. Well, we will go to the inn and the tavern to check first, yeah. and then we can quench our thirst at the tavern. Okay. 
standing at the crossroads in town. Uh, the, sw the swinging sword is on the west side of the street, of the long road, and it's to the north of where you guys are now of the intersection. Uh, it's a three-story stone structure crowned by a steep slate roof adorned by numerous chimneys, and it has a large, oh, sorry, 10-foot-long carved wooden scimitar with the swinging sword painted in red on each side of the sign. And then on the directly across from that is the helmet high sun. Across the road stands a ramshackle two-story tavern. Rusty metal grills cover the windows, which are dirty and small. Painted simple letters read the helmet high sun on a wooden sign signing jutting above the door. Atop that sign is a rusting oversized warrior's bucket helm with two isolates that upon further inspection is actually an upside down wash tub. Which of those would you like to go to first? Well, as classic D&D parties go, we should split up. I yep. will go into the uh, the inn to see if our brother is here. You guys can go to the tavern and I'll meet you. Very well. Seems to be the best. Just uh, procure rooms for us if we need them. Okay, so inside the, is the smell of fresh ale and the sounds of a conversation filled a large tavern. A lute is playing an upbeat melody on a small stage in the corner. The second floor houses a bunch of different rooms and there's a third floor as well and that's kind of like your sleep cheap option. And you can see that there's a woman, probably in her 40s or so, uh, and she's tending to the bar. And then there's like several people throughout the place. Go into the common common room first, obviously, just look around for uh, a Varen. And not seeing him, I would then go to the uh, counter and ask if he has procured any rooms. And if not, then I would uh, get rooms for us. She tells you that she hasn't seen him. She's seen him before and she knows of him. But she, she hasn't seen him recently. Uh, he hasn't showed up in the tavern or nothing. She does tell you that she believes that there's some rooms available. So there's like the really nice rooms, basically. She tells you that they're two gold a night. And it includes a token for the, the bathhouse. And then if the there's another room that are just like standard rooms that have like nice beds and like scented oils and stuff like that. But they one silver each. And then you have like your sleep cheap option, which is like, it's like five copper a night. And there's like six people in a room though, like, so. I'll take two of the more expensive rooms. I don't need one each, but we'll, we can double up. Okay, so you're the two gold ones that have the bath tokens or not? Yes. Okay. Two of those. So she gives you the, she says, oh, like, clearly you are a man of taste. And she gives you these two tokens that it kind of looks like a gold coin, except it's not made of gold. It has like a little picture of a bath with like bubbles coming from it. And she says, if you take that to the north side of town to Halea's Bath and Dressmakers, then we have you booked in for 8 o'clock for the two rooms that you have. Okay, I'll take the coins and kind of do the little thing where you flip it down your knuckles and then kind of make them disappear really quickly. Thank her for her service and then let her know that we may be in and out all hours of the night and not to be too concerned if we're not in the rooms later. She says, well, actually, like... Maybe maybe you can help some of the problems that are going on here in Red 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 Larch. Not until uh, we find our brother. She says, "Okay." She's like, "Well, if uh, if you need anything, she's like, just let me know." Uh, but I think I know I think I know what's causing all these issues. So, but you have a good night and enjoy your stay here at the uh, the Swinging Sword, and I I look forward to doing business with you. Meanwhile, at the tavern, I am right. about six ales in. <laughs> <laughs> It's been 20 no. minutes. Hey, brother. 20 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a large, dimly lit, wood-paneled tap room that smells of the poison of choice for many quarry workers. Mixed in with these smells is some sort of stew that actually smells quite delicious. There's several different people that work here. There's a one-eyed male. 
he's taking people's orders and stuff. And then behind the bar is someone who you would recognize as Harlothurl. He's a bit of a cynical bastard, but that's because he was a failed merchant. But this place actually runs pretty smoothly, so he may have found his calling. So you see him behind the bar, and then there's a couple of other like female workers as well who are taking people's orders. But it's just like a big, large, open tap room. Of course you will want to uh, partake in the many necessities. Um, but uh, we should ask first if, uh, if our brother has shown up here. Agreed. I'd be like, ha- have you seen... Um, he kind of looks like us, but, you know, he's a little taller. His hair is always flowing in the wind. It's quite weird. Kind of an airhead. Yeah. Oh, the the blue-skinned fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah. yes. Clearly. Uh, uh, I, I have seen him. He, uh, I, I, I think maybe two or three weeks ago he stopped by. Oh, praise um, the moon. So long ago? Yeah, for, from what I understand, he he was headed north towards Tribor. Just said he needed to do some, he was doing some research on something and he needed their library. But, I mean, he seemed to be in good tidings in. Well, I guess if he was in good health, then uh, all is well. But what uh, what do you have to, um, of of course, partake here? Uh, ale? Wine? Yep. He, he says we have the uh, the finest elven wine from the from the Westwood and from the High Forest. We also have uh, various ales and... I just point to something. I want some Basically of that. Basically, just pick your poison. <laughs> point to whatever. We will thing. need uh, five drinks. One for me. Four <laughs> for my brother. That. Is, very well. That would be one silver. Uh, here, here, there, there, there you are. He starts pouring them as he's talking to you. So we are uh, we are long on and weary from our travels. What uh, what other uh, going ons have the town? I don't know. Like we've been pretty good here. He says I know the quarries have been shut down because the uh, apparently the quarry workers have seen some weird mass figures at night and like some say they're ghosts and stuff. But I think it's all poppycock. I don't think it's real. But uh. He's like, no, business has been good here. I haven't had any issues. Uh, two, two, two. And I throw salt all over my shoulder and be like, ah, you don't want to mess with any ghosts. When I was aboard a ship, ghosts would, uh, the, the woods creaks and, and the, the ghosts know that a uh, ship is near. Um, you, must, uh, you must put uh, the, the oldest member of the highest mailed, most prestigious family in bucket of water for one day. Uh, just a feet, and then uh, you can use salt to to get rid of them. But uh, or you know you could uh, you could hire a, a cleric. That's true. Or I could just avoid the quarry. Well, uh, <laughs> it's not good for uh, for ghosts to be so close. Uh, and you happen to have a, a cleric of saloon, and uh, tonight happens to be a particularly great evening with uh, the water and the moon. It uh, is perfect. Maybe you should speak to uh, Alberi. She owns the Maliko Stoneworks up north. Or uh, maybe speak to Dornan Finestone. He owns the quarry to the south. He's like, I'm sure they'd appreciate some help with their ghosts and their problems. But he's like, everything's been good here. Well, uh, I- excellent. Um, thank you for the information. And He says, please enjoy your drinks. And he slides all five over to you like he's done pouring them now. And I promptly slice them in... One in one direction and four in the other direction and be like, <laughs> your beverages, brother. I start drinking. I say, friend, were we not drawn to this particular place? Should we not investigate more? Of course. We, we must speak with the people to find out what is going on. I Perhaps will... sitting at a table and making friends with local folk would be a good idea. Well, you are... You are, are better at this than <laughs> I am, of course. We are both good at it in our own ways. So I'll have <laughs> both of you roll perception checks. Okay. 
natural 20. You guys notice that there's actually a halfling kind of sitting in the corner and he's been kind of intently listening to what you guys have been saying and stuff. And he's obviously a short fella mm-hmm. and he's sitting at the table and the table, the reason it was so obvious is because the table kind of faces the bar where you guys have walked up to. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of sipping on a drink, but every once in a while he glances up towards you guys as if he's paying quite a bit of attention to what you guys are saying. And I imagine we're used to getting some looks. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd, be, I'd try to turn around and be like, what? Yes, we look different. I get it. You are small. He has, you know, crumbles. Perhaps com- more, com- more of a friendly tone would be a good way to approach this. <sighs> I'm so tired of being... As I look like the He-Man brute. <laughs> the most intimidating person <laughs> yeah. in the room. So, look, he could just come up and speak to us. So he, he, he has a dark cloak, and he, he kind of looks a bit shady. But he says to you, he says, um, My name is Stanol Thistlehair. He's like, please, have a seat. He's like, maybe I can help you with your problem. If some coin would maybe loosen my vocal cords uh, and I could point you in the right direction. I sit uncomfortably close to him, like right next to him, because I have no idea that this is probably not proper. <laughs> so I sit right next to him and get real friendly. Not like that. I just uh, share my drink right next to him and I say, greetings, friend. His head barely sticks above the table <laughs> uh, and he, he looks up at you and he kind of hesitates a bit and he's like, I say my friend seems to like you. He, he says, maybe... Uh, you smell of berries. He says, maybe it wouldn't take as much gold as uh, <laughs> as I thought. Maybe if you could just buy me a drink or something, uh, I could... Uh, that 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 would wet my whistle and I'd be able to share my information. I'd be like, you, are, see, you seem to be a very smart man. Most kind of you. And uh, I slide my drink that I haven't even taken a sip of yet over to him. Be like, does this suffice? And if uh, your information is good, I am not opposed to us working together, but uh, I should probably uh, bring my uh, my other associate in. Rather keep him company while I retrieve our other compatriots. I would love to keep this young man company. You'll be fine. Just be polite. And then, so, <laughs> I, so at this time, you then walk in. I'd be like, oh. Because it's about the same time of the two conversations. Oh, Valshan, you have arrived just in time. Excellent. Is our brother here? There is no word of him in the tavern. Uh, no, he has... In. I mean, yes, I'm confused. It looks a lot like a tavern, too. <laughs> it's clearly not, but I thought it was. I mean, like, every place here has something to drink. Our compatriot of the skies has um, uh, absconded to the north, uh, to Tribor, perhaps not three weeks ago. Oh, but he has been seen. He has been seen in good ah, spirits. excellent. That makes me feel much better. Uh, so uh, this gentleman was just uh, getting cozy with uh, Bantar. Excellent. Well, I need to get a drink for myself before we proceed any further. It has been a long road. I'm going to go to the bar, and basically, you know the drinks that you like light on fire? Uh, B-52? Or any of them? I don't drink it all. So I'm I'm going to get like a big glass and then make my own, and each one I'm going to set on fire as I go. Okay. So I'm just like every now and then just dropping a shot, hitting it with a fire bolt, and and then as it flames, I'll knock it back. I want to try that so too. The, so I, probably, the, probably the produce flame. That, yeah. 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 So, Not fireball. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's later. I'd like to fireball my drink. Yeah. Okay, so he Please. says, uh, "Please, friend, grab your drink and come sit down." He can barely see over the table, and he has a a genasi of the earth element, like sitting very uncomfortably close to him. He says, "I actually work over at uh, Whalevers Wagon Works." I've been working there for quite some time. Like they, we repair wagons and things like that. And he's like, I'll be honest with you. I've actually seen my boss, Ill Mouth Waver. He actually disappears into a hidden tunnel 
in the back of the workyard. He's kind of got a cellar back there. And I've seen some others sneak in there as well, but they always wear cloaks and stuff and masks. And so I can't see who they are, but... And this is at the quarry? No, th no this is at Whalever's Wagon Works. So he, he says, it's actually over behind the uh, swinging sword. You guys probably seen it. It's at the intersection, uh, the main intersection in town. It's on the southeast side of the road. You probably couldn't have missed it. There's a really crude hand-lettered sign above the wide doorway that reads Whalever's Wagon Works. Yeah, there's a uh, fenced-in kind of area in the back. That's where the cellar is. The funny thing is, though, there's all these things at the quarry where people say that there's been masked people who have been disrupting, like, ghosts and stuff that have been disrupting their work. And he said, actually, like, nobody works in the quarry at night anymore because they're too afraid that these ghosts will attack them. We're like, how did you come across such important information? If you go to Galkers, like, rumors just fly about everywhere. He says, uh, I'll frequently have a drink there, especially if I'm waiting to get my hair cut or something. But, Gelkers? uh, yep. Have, have you been there recently? To Galkers? Yeah. He says, uh, maybe a couple nights ago, but, uh, he says, I work at the Wagon Works place. And I, I saw him come in the back door and then go through the cellar. The back door of the fence, not of the shop. Do you do you have any coins on you? Coins? I mean, like, I'm sure he does. He's like, uh, why do you ask? <laughs> I would be interested in making some change. Yeah, I have some coins on me. And he's like, what do you need? And he, he has, like, a small coin pouch. I just want to basically exchange... So yeah, okay. so if he has a gold, I'll I'll give him ten silver for a gold. Yep. And then I'm not gonna do anything with it. I'm just gonna put it in my pocket, but I'll I'll know which one's that one. Okay. So he does that. He he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm always happy to. Uh, I normally buy a couple of drinks and stuff a night, so I'm happy to have this over. So you guys can basically stay here with him as long as right. you want. Well, or, I have a question for him. I say, have you heard anything of a uh, a bandit trying to sell any bears around here or anywhere? He says, uh, I haven't really heard anything about any, like, bandits or, like, any bears or anything like that. He's like, normally, like, bandits, that would probably be Constable Harbrook that would handle that. He's the constable of the town, but he also works at the, the local butcher. So, you'd probably want to speak to him if, if there was questions about bandits or something. But I, myself, haven't heard anything about bandits. And if we were going to be regaled with any of the most recent stories of the town, who would we want to speak to? Probably Kalesa from the Swinging Sword. Galkers is a good place for co gossip as well. So, but Kalesa, she she's kind of got her ear to the ground about local going ons and stuff. There's numerous places for gossip, but people experience different levels of gossip in the town. But probably the best place for you to start would be the Swinging Sword or Galkers. And I would probably lean over to uh, Valshan and be like, "Well, if there's something weird going on, then." Perhaps these ghosts or these people moving about the night are related. So then I would basically just sort of convert over into primordial for a moment and just say something very innocuous like, this ale is pretty watered down, and watch the uh, halfling's reaction to see if I think he understands what we said. And I immediately respond with, there's no way that he understands what we're speaking. So <laughs> both of you roll an insight check. 14. He kind of gives you kind of a confused look Kind of like he's offended, but it doesn't seem like he understands what you're saying. I'd look right back to him and be like, apologies, business about the brother. Oh, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. And then he goes back to a drink. So in Primordial, I would say, did this happen? He's full of shit, right? I mean, like, he's just giving us all kinds of information as soon as we walk into town? Uh, well, um, you know, Bantar uh, has that effect on people. Well, they usually it's after it. he starts pulling their fingers off. I mean, like, 
Well, you know, he Crushing has... them like rocks. He has small big, fingers. Big rocks, small rocks. big guy. <laughs> I just... I'm concerned about the uh, fluidity of his speech when we come into town and people are just wanting to tell us things. Ah, people want to gossip. That, uh, of course, they... That is what they want to do. It is uh, to drink and to tell story. Uh, I would just urge caution. I'm a little concerned. He has had some drinks, though, brother. So perhaps his lo- lips are a little looser. Uh, of course. I like to well, think that you're speaking in common. <laughs> I probably am. <laughs> We're going to find out what is going on here. Um, there seems to be plenty uh, happening. and It's been three weeks. Our brother may return from the north, from Tribor. Perhaps this Gelkors or Kalesa uh, may be the people we want to speak to validate this information. But a yeah, story is a story, and uh, a sailor's story always has a bit of truth. Very well. What did you find? Uh, did you speak with this Kalesa from the Swinging Sword? Uh, no, not, not in death. She offered me information, but I wasn't interested. I wanted to make sure my, our brother is not back in town. But she did seem very eager, much like our halfling friend here, to share with us the local gossip. It's a small town. They're not used to the port. Yes. We are exotic. Yes. Um, uh, perhaps they they wish to get information from us because of our looks. It, uh, it had aided us before. But what did you get Did you get the rooms? Yes. We have, uh, we have some rooms, and I secured uh, some baths. I'll throw one of the uh, tokens to... Uh, Bantar, because he Please. clearly it needs one. sticks to my muddy arm, and I just <laughs> and throw it back like I don't need bath. It's still raining outside. Perhaps you should go wait outside then. Whatever you say, brother. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, I'll, no, I'm, I'm kidding. And I would give you the other token. Oh, you know, you know me so well. Yes. Yeah, the the moist water. It's so warm. I have not felt warm uh, just, water. Don't I don't want to hear oh your gross just the way you talk about it. It's going on one of his rants again. <laughs> it makes it gross. I don't, I don't want to hear. Her. Just enjoy your bath. Well, or, well, perhaps anyone join me then. In separate bath. <laughs> I'll join you. Look, why do you give me that look every time? Because <laughs> you say it the same way every time. <laughs> But uh, I would ask you guys to join me. I'd be like, look, we all could use for some rest and relaxation. We're not going to get that much information from anybody else tonight. And we can take our relaxing, and perhaps the, these people at this bathhouse will know some more information. We can take care of ourselves and take care of our brother. Perhaps he will even return. I switched over to Common when I started talking about the bathhouse. From your conversation with Garland, who was the owner of the Helmet High Sun, mm-hmm. like... He was under the impression, like, it it seemed like everything was fine. Yeah. And you got the impression that he was telling the truth and mm-hmm. that he was okay and that he just, like, traveled north. Yeah, so. and it's been so long he may return. I quite like this ale I'm drinking. I, I'll sit here with our friend uh, continue to drink. I bet you two brews, you can't take a bath for longer than two minutes. I don't need a bath. We, we've had this discussion. I have three brothers. brews. Brother, <laughs> we've had this discussion. Four brews. It feels unnatural. All right, five, and we got a deal. Five brews. All right, five brews. What was the what was the bet again? <laughs> that you couldn't take a bath for longer, a true bath for longer than two minutes. But you owe me five brews if you cannot take a bath for at least two minutes. Does standing outside in the rain count? It does not. Real bath, real scent, real water, warm, nice water. Well, real water flows from the skies and the rivers. I don't know what they use up there. Could be it's, fake water. Yes, the nothing is quite like the sea, but. Barring that, a bath is... is Fine, right. you have a deal. And mine will turn into a steam bath. It'll just be like a sauna. <laughs> 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 Do you just be like producing flame? Yeah, under the, the whole time I'm just... I'm the hot rock. You throw water on me and it steams through. His, his turns into like a, a mud swamp. Yeah, he's a yeah, mud bath. Steams steam bath. Yeah, when, I, when yeah. I get up, there's like a huge pile of mud just 
dirt clumps on the seat. So literally, we should just open like a we should just open like a spa. Like mm-hmm. we got the mud bath, the steam bath, <laughs> clear water, and then we got to air dry. Mm-hmm. Clearly, going about this all wrong. <laughs> yeah. We. I, I really, we need to open up a shop. Cottage Industries. There's two heat settings. There's Flame Hand and Firebolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can it, also serve Flaming B-52s there. There you go. Makes for a hell of a bar as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently every place does. So are you guys then going to head over to Halea's and... Yeah, we're going to go to the bathhouse first, yeah. and then we'll go back to the... I think I successfully talked to the swinging sword. When we, yeah, when we get ready to go to sleep, then we'll talk to... Uh, Kalesa. Uh, okay. yeah. So, so you guys have about ten minutes before your bath. scheduled time for your baths and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you can see that this well-appointed home has two large half barrels flanking the open doors, and they're filled with pleasant-smelling flowers and herbs that wafts out from the entrance. Large window displays, fashionable dresses, and a hanging sign above the door reads "Halia's Bathhouse and Custom Dresses." And so the doors are wide open, and they're flanked by the the flower, basically flower pots, but the first room functions as the dressmaker shop with a fitting room off to the north, and a large red curtain is open at the back, and you can see three quality half-barrel baths divided by a curtain, and steam is coming from the water that one of the girls is pouring into the barrel. So one of the baths is actually closed off, like it seems like they're someone's there already, and then it looks like they're getting your guys' bath ready by pouring water into these things. I want so, mine extra hot, like boiling. Okay. I'll stare at mine for five minutes before I choose. As I'm tracking mud prints up to this area, standing there dripping mud. <laughs> As you guys get back there, one of the girls, like, hey, Leah is in the front part where the dress shop is and stuff. And she welcomes you guys and she says, how can I help you today? You guys tell her about your tokens and stuff and you go back. So when you get back there, one of the girls comes up to you, the one that was pouring the water in. Oh, hello. My name is Jessica. You guys have your tokens? We have yes. two tokens. Two tokens. He uh, will be quick, and I point over to my associate. Real he, quick. <laughs> <laughs> he will be very quick as uh, some mud falls from him. <laughs> Shouldn't be too long in the water. She takes your tokens, and you go here with Amber to the to the. Center. I'm very hesitant. To, I'm very scared. Like <laughs> Two minutes. Two whole minutes. I don't know if I can do this. I <laughs> Look, and I make a wager. I've known some of this mud since they were dirt. Just think about all the new mud that can come into your life. If you just let th- these go. Okay, I will try this. Will. Two minutes, otherwise you owe me five brews. So you reluctantly get into the water, yeah. and I am going to have you do a... I always bet on a sure thing. I'm going to have, sure have you do a charisma save to try to stay in this water for your two minutes to see if you win or lose the bet. <laughs> that is a 13. Okay, so that will be good. So you reluctantly get in, but once you get in there, it is amazing. And after your long travels and stuff, it just, it feels great in this bath. The girls, they do actually like sponge you guys down and stuff and stuff like that. So I don't think they would give me 100% clean because I, my essence is actually dirt and mud and stone. So yeah. it would just keep pouring. Yeah. We just get, we <laughs> just get the top layer of grime. Yeah. yeah. He actually gets out of the bath and he's changed classes. And he's no longer a druid. <laughs> Charisma, up two points. <laughs> but, I'm now but a Goliath the, Barbarian. But yeah, so the, the mud actually like feels clean and like it feels like clean mud. It's, it's new if mud. That can, if that's an option. It's new mud. Yeah. I secrete mud. It's spelled N-U-M-U-D. New mud. So while you guys are having your bath, like they're talking to each other because basically you've got the curtains pulled to where they block off the three baths and then there's curtains in between them. But if you're at the back of the bath, like at the back of the half barrel, 
they can see each other and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And so they they talk, and you guys overhear them talk about one of the locals named Minnie, they call her. They keep referring to this woman as Minnie. And uh, they say, uh, I hear Minnie's granddaughter, Pell, saw a ghost. And the other girl's like, oh, whatever. Like, ghosts aren't real. And the uh, they just chat back and forth. And I'd be playing with... Uh, I use this cool thing, like shape water to like start playing with the water and like throwing it back and forth and as soon as they say the word ghost i like of course there are such things as ghosts so so like does the water just drop yeah. when they say that okay so <laughs> they're like you have went in so- a wet blanket <laughs> you have went soft sir so they're like well uh someone like yourself of the faith you you may believe in the ghosts and i guess i guess really i can't say they don't exist but it is coming from a six-year-old, so I, have I don't re- know how much of it I believe. I have only been in town for perhaps a couple of hours, and I have heard this story of the ghost several times. W- will you speak more on it? Uh, we are uh, always interested in a tall tale, even if it is untrue, but in every tall tale and in Sailor's story, there is a grain of truth. Well, I can't speak from experience, and I'm not supposed to gossip. Halia doesn't like for us to gossip, but if you would like to know more, I suggest you speak to Minnie. She owns Mandiver's Poultry, so I suggest you speak to her and maybe try to speak to the six-year-old yourself, because to be honest, I've heard this from several different people, and I have no clue how much of it's true and how much of it's just hearsay. So I, I, I suggest you go to the poultry shop and speak to her and, and see what if it's real or what, what it actually is. Yes, um, well, perhaps it will. So and I pick up so the you water guys, again. So you guys have your bath, well, and that goes I do fine. It, uh, one thing I'm going to do with, uh, I'll have that gold coin that I specifically got from the halfling in the bath, like, just to see if the hot water does anything, or, or basically, I'm, at this point, I'm going to test it, if it's real or not. <laughs> so it appears that that coin is fake as well. So mm-hmm. wh- when you put it under the water, like... Bro- brother, your your water is boiling. Yeah. <laughs> some, of the di- some of the dye from the the coin that he gave you starts to go away and you can see like the iron plug that's underneath you steam there's steam coming from what's, what's <laughs> I'm getting matter and matter <laughs> and uh, I like to do this cool thing where uh, with shape water you can turn stuff to ice a little bit so I like be like oh b- b- calm down calm down calm down cool off cool off cool off cool off cool off and I put, stick my finger in it and I start to try to cool off the water a little bit like cool off and then it just little ice crystals form so it makes like this loud hissing as like steam comes because you got like hot and cold and it's like and then it like cools down a little bit i don't know if that cools you down but that happens okay so <laughs> like, don't, is, is don't there touch any... my water yeah we like hey, brother! you know what they have in last time you you would have to move the curtain and go no way like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no i like pull back the curtain i'd be like no you there's no way like big there's no way you've been in that water for two minutes I'd be like, I'd look at one of the ways. Has he been, lady? Has he been in this water the whole time? He he was a bit reluctant at first, but he he was in fairness. He was in there for. He's been over there thirsty. for almost two and a half now. Uh, uh, and I'd like say some like curse words in primordial. Uh, okay, I'm going to get you back for this. I promise. Bring it on. I promise. Five five ales, the the cheap ones, right? I take uh, five ales worth of money from him. <laughs> that would Top be shelf. one gold. I throw them in the water, so he has to go dig them out of the or, sorry, sandy that'd be, bottom. That'd be one silver because they're two copper each. So I give him one silver and I throw it at the bottom. If you need me, I'll be downstairs. 
<laughs> or wherever the drink is. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find my way. Go to the school. Everybody pays. <laughs> Apparently, everywhere you go. school, I'd yeah. like five ales. The baker has an ale. <laughs> the candlestick maker has an ale. <laughs> They're selling ale on the street. Yeah. Everybody has a microbrewery in this town. <laughs> so, so I buy the ale from the people giving the baths. Because so everybody just, sells you're ale. You're just walking like, like with your hand around five ales. Tonight I, is going to be a good <laughs> night. <laughs> we, were, we were young is playing in the background. So speaking, <laughs> speaking of bakeries, as you, as you guys walk to the bathhouse from the helm at the high sun mm-hmm. there's a bakery in between there and they're known for their like cheesy mushroom and ales buns and no but but they're they're known for these buns and it smelled like as you walk between the would two would it be like, Madelbar Lawrence cheese yeah. oh, 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 cheesy I know mushroom I'm ale. going to get my ale <laughs> I want to get my ale there <laughs> cheesy mushroom ale there is no ale there but I'll bring uh, my ale there if I can clearly she's the murderer because there's no ale in her shop which means she's the murderer no, there's little, no L. Mango Ale. Barrel. Is that the rule? Mango is actually a male, but he. Um, so he clearly he's the murderer because he's pretending to be a woman and he doesn't have ale in his shop. This is pretty clearly the one place that doesn't have ale. The, 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 yeah. There's a sign out the front that's carved and painted and everything, and it is clearly this is a bakery. Like it's a giant loaf of bread, and it's the actual loaf on the sign is probably the size of a a small cart. So. Uh, and some microbrewery tubes coming out. And then there's a small, <laughs> there's a very small beer in the corner. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, were you going there? Uh, c- can I bring my uh, my ale with me? It's not normal, but I guess you could. <laughs> they don't have. I don't open, know what normal. I don't is. have open containers. I, I live here. in the motherfucking forest. Yeah. <laughs> I think the answer, that answer to Bantar was yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes, you could. Clink, clink. So I'm walking across with these ales, drinking one, and I go into the bakery. So. Mangabarl, he welcomes you. He's seen you several times, and he welcomes you, and he says, Will it be your specialty? I say in my high, excited voice, yes. And so he, he gets uh, three of these stuffed mushroom cheese things, and he puts them up on the counter. That will be six silver. Done. I pull out, like, a clump full of mud, and inside the mud is some gold of some sort. Silver, probably some copper, gold. I'm ready for this. And he pulls out a little bowl that's filled with water from below the counter, and he drops the coins in there and then takes them and puts them in the thing. <laughs> probably, because, I, I probably yeah. way overpaid for him, too. Because he's he's used to that. So. It's like a yeah. mud oyster. Like, you know, it's like he, sometimes he finds pearls inside. My, my intent is to save some for my friends, but chances are I will probably eat them all. You guys have your shower or have your baths. On the way back, he turns and just goes into the, the bakery. I like to think like, we're in front and we don't even notice. Like, we just keep walking and talking with my little turn around, yeah. and he's not there anymore. <laughs> so, God damn it. So, you you guys know, though, that this is one of his, like, favorite places, and you were actually surprised to walk by it the first time and him not stop there. You're surprised you even got to the bathhouse with, well, without him stopping. I bet you I know where he went. I'm like, I'm so surprised he didn't go there the first time, but, um, you know, they have those cheesy mushroom things I, they love. They're not very good. I he's them. already, like, four or five drinks in, but... Uh, they give him the gas parts, though, so I think you should room with him now. I bet you five ales. <laughs> <laughs> For a religious man, you sure to bet a lot. <laughs> Only a sailor. He's a gambling uh, priest. Yeah. yeah. You know, we all have Gamble our... Gamble away people's donations, huh? We all have our vices. So where, and, do you, uh, where did you guys want to go after that? Um, if I think that he went there, then I will go to the... Uh, the mushroom... The bakery? The mushroom brewery. His name is Mango Barrel. Is, uh, yes. He's a very energetic darker skinned male and 
he if you sit there and talk to him he will spin these tales that are just outrageous and a lot of them is hard to believe but sifting through it and stuff i'm superstitious he does you do hear the name pell come up and that was the little girl that the six-year-old you did hear that come up and he said that he heard of her being scared at some haunted tomb in, in the side of a hill and he checked it out for himself and he saw a goblin near the spot and he thinks that the goblin just set up a haunt to scare intruders to make it seem like there was ghosts kind of like a scooby-doo type thing where they like a ghost crow yeah where they, scarecrow. where they wear a uh, a white cloak i guess in dungeons and dragons and they poke holes in the eyes and then they ooh. and then a little <laughs> goblin ghost starts running around isn't that the peanuts yeah charlie brown all right we're in charlie brown yep so he he, he, he says that he, he, dibs on lucy he he says that he checked it out. He did see a goblin near the hill where this happened, and he can tell you where it's at. Like he can describe it to you, and it's in like you you're an outlander, so you know like geographical locations and stuff. Yes, and you, I do. you you know that throughout this area, there's numerous like tombs and stuff that are in the hillsides, and you know of the one that he's talking about. So if you guys wanted to go out there to check it out, you could. Yes, I want to help this uh, town. Please have a cheesy poof. Or, um, I'm sorry, a cheese top bun. I'd be like, are you, are you sure? On second thought, no. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> you actually, you go to hand us one and then there's none left and you're just like, oh. <laughs> um, sorry. I got just, you one, but I dropped it. That's just the plate I handed you. I, uh, how foolish you, of me. <laughs> this is fine. We will, uh, they are your favorite. You eat them. That is fine. <laughs> Look, they have these people in this town. Very yeah. helpful people. Very, very helpful I'd people. I'd be like the people in this town. They gossip as much as any port town. If there is, if one, one thing has taught me, if there is this much gossip about one thing, there is some truth to what they are saying. Something is going on. Well, we definitely don't want this goblin running around scaring people. Ah, you're just one goblin. It's not an army. But if <sighs> this many people are speaking about one thing, then something must be going on. And if they are afraid to go at night... Then we should perhaps go at night. As I want to say, where there is smoke, there is fire. Yes. I don't get it. Yes. Your element has many sayings. <laughs> I bet you five ale. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, so there's the Larch Path kind of heads up northeast out of uh, Red Larch. Where they describe this tomb at that's in the hillside is between the Larch Path, and the Long Road. So the Long Road is like nor- like almost directly north-south, and then the Larch Path goes up Is that the northeast. short one? <laughs> is the long one the short one? Yeah. You know where it's at, and it's probably... I'll have my weasel scout ahead for me. I'll cast Beast Bond on it. So oh, we, we, forgot to talk- it. we forgot to mention our fourth member. Yes. Weasel. Weasel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a... Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he is also confused. <laughs> so so it's it's about six miles away. Like it's not that far from Red Larch. Six miles. <laughs> that, that's that's a bit of a ways. I cast Beast Bond a little bit closer to the location. <laughs> so the ghosts supposedly are keeping people out of the quarry. If that is to be believed, should we not then just go to the quarry to see what's going on there at night? Yes, I that is much closer. I like this plan. Weasel, what do you think? Don't look at me. You're the smart one. I am asking Weasel. <laughs> uh, squeak, squeak. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. <laughs> I point. I look at you. I'd be like, "Yeah, he says. Uh, he says quarry." Yeah. So which quarry are you going to? The one, the north quarry or the south quarry? The haunted quarry. Well, yeah. both of them, both of them have been shut down. They believe that, like, they've saw masked people or what, ghosts or something. What is the one that the halfling said he saw people at? Or what is the closer one to the bakery? The north. I'm one. sorry, the wagon shop. The, they're like right in the middle because one's on the north side of town, one's on the south, and the wagon shop's like right in the middle of town. So. If, I, if I recall, what do I think that uh, which one is 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 the one that the halfling was speaking of? He said both of them were shut down. Like he he said that both of them were shut down, but he said the the only ones that have reported ghosts has been the one on the south, which is Dornan's. But then the one on the north side of town, the quarry on the north, mm-hmm. still reported seeing people, but they didn't seem as, they didn't say they were ghosts. They just said that they were seeing, like, masked people. South? North? What do you guys want to do? You want to divide? That seems... Old. I will tell them what is in each direction. That's always a good idea. I will say, this is in this direction, divide. this is in this direction, this is in this direction, and this is in this, this direction. South? <laughs> you 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 haven't spoke to the grandmother or the daughter either. Or the daughter. So this this guy said that he spoke to her and he went out there himself. It's getting pretty late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she's, we'll uh. She's probably sleeping, but the grandmother might be up. Okay. Let's go speak to the grandmother and then see if we can narrow this down. Let us be off. All right. Then we have what we are going to do. Go speak with the grandmother and then uh, see if that will narrow down which. Uh, <laughs> it almost sounded like you said ghost speak. <laughs> 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 I don't get it. I like. <laughs> I look menacingly at uh, my brother, and I take out the piece, a uh, bit of salt again from my pack, and I throw it over my shoulder. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash therpgacademy.com and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. 
And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Right.